some of the, these international students, they really come from this rich community experience, uh, which we sometimes lack in North America. So there's so much to learn from them and also different, you know, emphases of the church, you know, the theological emphases, the spiritual gifts. There's so much we can learn. So I really think um, as much as they need us, like we need them. Welcome to a One Life podcast. One Life as you may or may not know, is a grassroots learning collective made up of equippers serving classes BC, Northwest, and Southeast in the Christian Reformed Church. By providing events and resources centered around the five foundational callings of the church, worship, faith formation, servant leadership, global mission, justice, and mercy. This month, the calling we're looking at is the calling of global mission curated by Jessica Boy. My guest on the show today is Andrew Lee, former international student, Regent College graduate, a campus director with International Student Ministries Canada, youth director at Nelson Ave Christian Reformed Church, and now just recently he's felt the call to return to Korea as a resonate global mission missionary. If that sounds confusing, um, all the details will be filled in shortly as you hear his story and hear our conversation. It was a really cool conversation and such a rich blessing for me to hear from Andrew, his deep sense of culture and of difference, and his love of all people as made in the image of God really shone through this episode. I think you're going to really appreciate it. And I hope it's a blessing to you. And, it, and particularly, I want to attune your ears um, to this final, the final question I ask Andrew and the gift that he wants to give our church. Because I think if we lean into that, we will be in really great shape to embrace this new phase of Christianity, which is already here, in which mission truly is from anyone to everywhere. Let's dive in. So welcome once again to our listeners to the to a One Life podcast. We don't call it the One Life podcast. We call it a One Life podcast. I suppose maybe that leaves leaves room open for a future One Life podcast. I don't know. I don't know what the logic behind that was. But anyway, welcome again to a One Life podcast. Uh, my name is Eric Delang. I'm a I'm a pastor at uh, um, Cornerstone Christian Reformed Church in uh, in Chilliwack. And, uh, and my guest today is Andrew Lee, um, a, camp, a former campus minister, a youth director here at the Christian Reformed Church um, in British Columbia. You've been a member of both Nelson uh, Ave Christian Reformed Church and also New West Christian Reformed Church. Um, and uh, and, and um, recently took felt the spirits leading to lead you back to Korea to pursue campus ministry out there. Um, mm. Did I get that all right? Yeah. Yeah, that's so, correct. <laughs> awesome. Well, Andrew, um, I'm just so grateful to have you as a guest and I just want to say welcome. So welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate yeah, this opportunity to share a little bit about, you know, what God has been doing in my life through my life. So 
yeah, I hope this is um, helpful for whoever's listening. Um, so thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Andrew. And the pleasure is, is all mine and ours. Um, yeah. So, so I want to start, um, I often start this way with most guests. Tell me a little bit about your story. Um, mm-hmm. The story of your life that has led you to this point. Um, and let's talk about how that story um, is, uh, how, how you see God's leading in that story, leading you to this point, and, um, and then how you got connected into the Christian Reformed Church, well, uh, up, up until that point. So, yeah, okay. tell me a bit about your story. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm originally from Korea, so I, I was born in Korea. Um, and when I was 15, I went to the United States to study abroad by myself. So basically my, my family just sent me to study abroad and that's how I became an international student. Um, and until, um, my studies were done about three years ago, I had been an international student for, I think almost 20 years. So that (laughs) really impacted my journey. And, um, you know, journey as a foreigner, um, you know, and um, yeah, my initial years, actually, my, my um, life in the States has been pretty challenging. I mean, it definitely includes a lot of joys and happy moments, too. But then also, I faced a lot of challenges um, as an international student and um, just, you know, living apart from my family in such a formative years. Right. So, yeah, that was kind of how I um, spent my, my life in United States, international student, kind of missing my family or st- struggling to learn the culture and the language and everything. Um, and that's also when I kind of, um, yeah, I, I grew up in the church, but I didn't really know Christ personally. So when I was in college, um, I, you know, God met me deeply. So I accepted Christ. Um, and uh, he became, you know, the, the knowledge of the gospel uh, became the heart, uh, heart thing at that moment. Um, so, yeah, just um, from that time, I uh, experienced um, a lot of um, love from the church that I went to, which is kind of unique because the pastor really opened his home to, to us. It was a Korean church, it's an ethnic church. It was kind of like a house church, and it was really a good place to experience Christian community because there was always there was always like some people, you know, staying in that in his home, and sometimes it was me, um, and you know, Sunday worship services after the worship service we would just hang out, you know, in 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 the space for a long time. It was like a home to so many people. So that experience really impacted me. Um, And yeah, and then after I graduated from college, um, I was, I felt um, a call to, um, you know, the pastoral ministry. So I went to seminary um, um, and, but then, you know, that kind of um, um, made me, uh, leave this community, this, this, uh, this church, right? And then I was, all of a sudden, I was a seminary student, you know, again, kind of, I, I don't have any community in that, in that um, town. Where did, so, where did you go to seminary? 
uh, Gordon Conwell Theological Seminary in Boston. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then, you know, it was completely different studies too. Like I majored in physics. So from physics to theology, it was quite some leap there. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, reading and writing papers was just so challenging to me. Um, and um, it was really hard to kind of find a community that I could belong to. I felt um, kind of isolated, you know, like, and there are a lot of Korean seminary students too, but then like they grew up in Korea, most of them. So I felt like I'm an outsider to Korean community, but at the same time, I don't really, you know, fully belong to the, the American um, communities either. Mm-hmm. So it was very lonely, um, but also like spiritually very um, challenging time. Um, so even though, you know, I just tried to go on with the studies, I, I really struggled. And I think my mental health was really, really bad at the time. And um, yeah, I wasn't able to finish seminary in the States because I couldn't extend my visa. It was, uh, you know, a little bit of surprise, but actually a big surprise. <laughs> but, you know, it, uh, I ended up in Canada because of that. I heard a lot of good things about Regent College and, you know, I, I applied, so I transferred to Regent College. And that's how I came to Canada uh, about seven years ago. And yeah, that's um, when I just um, started hanging out with a lot of international students in Canada, especially in Vancouver, there's so many, you know, and I went to these, you know, English conversation clubs in downtown and met so many people. And I really felt like they are my people, you know, like having gone through this experience of being an international student for so long, I didn't really click with um, kind of people who grew up in the, in the same culture, the, you know, their whole life. Rather, like whenever I see uh, foreigners or, you know, people, like international students, like I really felt at home with them. So I started just hanging out with them. And then after a little while, I it just dawned on me, like I was ministering to these people, you know? Um, and, and even like, before um, I felt this, this kind of leading or call to serve North Korean people, you know, like missions to North Korea as a South Korean Christian, I thought that's, that's an important calling that God has given me. So I was, I kind of tried to look for ways to do that in Canada, but there weren't much actually, there, there weren't many opportunities that I could do that. And then, you know, all of a sudden this new calling, um, I realized God has given me, which is to reach out to international students, you know, just looking at my life, you know, I have been, I have been one for a long time. So whenever I see them, like I can, I can um, relate to them. So, so yeah, my kind of journey with international students, like, you know, international student ministry began like that, I think. And um, yeah, I, I, since then, I started joining international student ministries or groups. Like I joined this um, group called Focus Club, which is actually a part of the ministry that my current mission organization is doing at UBC. Um, and then also I joined another like international student ministry at Broadway Church, which is in Vancouver. Um, 
And I got to know many people who are working with international students. And one of them was a, a pastor at New Westminster CRC uh, because they, had, they have a ministry for international students. It's called Mosaic Ministry. And they also have, uh, now actually it's, it doesn't exist anymore, but they used to have a home for international students. So a female international students, uh, you know, live in that house, community house. Um, so, so yeah, I was introduced to, you know, this church and this ministry and, and I ended up doing my internship at New West CRC. So that's how, you know, my connection with CRC began. And, um, you know, New West CRC has always been very active in international student ministry. You know, there's another person, um, her name is Yuri, you know, she's a member of, uh, the church and she's been, you know, she's a staff at my organization too. So yeah, it was a really good um, opportunity to serve and um, yeah, kind of partner together for reaching out to international student, students. Um, yeah, and then later I, um, uh, yeah, when, when I was finishing my studies at Regent, I, um, I kind of thought of postponing um, maybe I, I didn't think I was ready to jump into pastoral ministry, even though I was, I graduated, you know, I, I finished my degree, um, cause of the, the healing journey that God has been doing in my life. So I wanted to take more time. Um, so when I, when I did that, and then after a little time, I felt a sense that God is calling me back to pastoral ministry. So yeah, that's how, how I started looking for kind of um, that opportunity. And then I learned about my current church, Nelson Avenue Community Church, uh, which is also part of CRC. Uh, so I've been serving um, the youth ministry here. Uh, yeah, and now <laughs> we're, you know, my wife and I are sensing that God is leading us to Korea to be near our parents and continue my ministry with international students in Korea. So yeah, that's how kind of my journey has been. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that and for sharing your story. Um, there's so many neat uh, threads in there that I could pick up on. And so I'm just kind of thinking of um, where I'd like to start. Um, I think I'll start with, with the most recent thing you said, you know, you're, you're calling back to Korea. Um, mm -hmm. our, the curator for um, One Life, who curates global mission, Jessica, um, Jessica Boy, the person who um, um, put, pointed me in your direction and you in my direction. Um, she mentioned how in some ways you are, um, your, un the uniqueness of your story um, is more and more the norm for what we're seeing in global mission. Uh, these mm -hmm. truly global citizens who are tasked with God to 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 bring the gospel, uh, not how it was um, kind of inappropriately put in the '70s, um, from the West to the rest, uh, right? Not not anymore the case. Mm -hmm. um, now the West is is so very secular, and um, and the global church, the global South, um, all all over um, the the global church is. Um, um, has such a witness to, to the West. And so there's this really neat convergence, um, mm -hmm. 
that we're seeing. And, and your story is just such a neat example of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Tell me a little bit about how you're feeling having, having spent these years in the States and now in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you feeling about going back to Korea? Yeah, it's um, def- I definitely have mixed <laughs> emotions and um, I'm, I, I'm just beginning to process um, you know, those things, I guess. But um, yeah, I mean, to us, both my wife and I, you know, have been away from Korea for a long time. So, you know, even though we're going back to our home countries, almost like we're all, you know, again, moving to foreign, quote unquote, foreign (laughs) country, right? And um, there's going to be reverse culture shocks. So yeah, it's, it's, um, you know, any transition is, is challenging. Um, so in a way, you know, I feel like I've, you know, I've done this, you know, where I went to United States and I also went to, came to Canada and that transition was, was also kind of, you know, it was pretty challenging too. Um, and now we're all, we're, we're moving again. So yeah, we're definitely expecting some kind of, kind of challenges. At the same time, you know, we're, um, you know, we have a lot of hopes and, you know, um, we're, there are going to be family around us who support us and friends that I've known for a long time. And, you know, we're familiar with the culture and all that. So yeah, there's, there are different dynamics. Uh, but yeah, I just want to mention, I guess, like what, what you said about the missions, like it's so true. Uh, I think, you know, I think there's a phrase that someone said from everyone to everywhere. Mm. Like, and, and I think, I think at that time that person said, it's said the future of missions is from everyone to everywhere, but I don't think it's future. It's now, mm. you know, like it's, it's already happening. And I mean, probably not for every single town in Canada, but, but many places, many cities, you just, you know, just go out, out in the streets you see people from everywhere, right? Like you go to work, you see people from everywhere, go to church. Hopefully you see people from many diverse cultures. And um, yeah, it's just the, the new reality, I think. And um, yeah, I, so it's, it's, you know, reaching out to international students, it's, um, I think it's definitely a part of, you know, the mission of the church. And um yeah, I hope our our churches are um, engaging or joining God, you know, in this this movement that God is already at work. Um, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's really well put, and that's I love that phrase. I hadn't heard that before. From everyone to everywhere, that that does strike me as true. And your addition, your the addition that you made that that that's not the future. That's right now. I think that's a really good insight. Um, mm. So that that strikes me as as probably the um, the reason why God has particularly shaped you to ministry to international students, um, mm-hmm. since you have such an experience um, with international as an international student. I mean, that just seems like the perfect fit. So tell me a bit about uh, um, mm-hmm. international student ministry. Yeah, um, in our, you know, I my organization is. International Student Ministries Canada and the way we, uh, you know, minister to international students 
is often through a student club, student you know club called Focus Club. It's an actually it's an acronym. Um, friends of overseas college and university students. <laughs> it's a mouthful, but yeah, Focus Club. So uh, we, I, you know, I have served um, Focus Club at Douglas College, which is which is in New Westminster. Uh, there's also another campus in Coquitlam, and we are uh, often an official uh, student club at the college or university. So we try to meet. Um, like every week or every other week, there's always food, you know, food is so important. And we encourage the local church volunteers to, to cook. So there's, you know, home cooked meals that international students really enjoy. And, you know, it's just a lot of it is just creating communities and places of friendship, because that's what, you know, a lot of international students miss. And it's very hard to make friends, especially when they've come here for the first time. Um, so we kind of try to create those um, communities um, to, to support them. And, you know, whenever they come to our meetings, they can feel that, oh, you know, this is a safe place for them. This is a welcoming place for them. And there are volunteers, our volunteers encourage them and, you know, listen to their stories. And whenever they have any kind of, um, um, you know, challenges or struggles, uh, we try to help them like moving and, you know, they want to know about information about immigration or school help or whatever, or English. Um, yeah, we try to help them. And while doing all of those things, we, we share the gospel with them. And every meeting we, we do, we have worship, um, you know, we sing worship songs. And there's sometimes, oftentimes we do like Alpha and introduce Christianity in a safe, you know, environment. And um, yeah, it's just a safe place for them to come belong to, but also safe to leave if they want to, you know. Um, um, obviously, we want them to stay, but um, yeah, so it's kind of almost for me to kind of like a second family. Um, we want this to be a family-like community because uh, that's what they're, they're kind of lacking here. Their families are back home, so we want to be that as much as possible. Uh, right on, right on. As you're describing these worship nights and this sense of community among international students, I presume from all different cultures, is that correct? Yeah. So yeah, so just many different cultures coming in to international student ministry. Uh, mm -hmm. It makes me think of the uh, this beautiful picture at the end of Revelation where every tribe and tongue and nation is gathered before the throne. And mm -hmm. and uh, it strikes me as a beautiful foretaste of that, um, that you get to experience in this um, inter intercultural ministry. Um, mm -hmm. Nevertheless, I presume it also has a lot of challenges. And so I wonder if you had a story or two of a challenge or opportunity that um, that has come up in this kind of ministry that um, hmm. would be useful for the church to, to hear and learn how you navigated that. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, there have been a lot of, lots of challenges, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, um, maybe one story I could share. Um, it's towards the, towards my beginning of ministry, you know, um, and like you said, we're, often have people from many diverse, diverse cultures. And uh, when we try to kind of organize our events and plan things together, our leadership team is really, um, you know, consists of students from 
a lot of different places. You know, we used to have a lot of um, Vietnamese students, but also students from Africa. Um, and these, you know, students from different cultures, they, they're coming from a different background, right? And then their ideas and perspective about leadership, communication, you know, like all of these things are sometimes very different. So um, I think I, even though I, you know, I experienced kind of, I had an intercultural experience, I was still not, um, you know, ready as much at understanding how kind of different, um, you know, those perspectives can be. So, you know, I experienced some challenges due to miscommunication in a team. So working together in this very diverse cultures, uh, I think really requires um, kind of being aware of that, of those differences and being more patient with each other, willing to listen and kind of, um, yeah, like rather than assuming, you know, and um, yeah. And also, you know, I think this is something that everyone experiences too, but when we have, when we communicate through texts, you know, it's, it's more challenging because it's doesn't reveal your facial expressions. And so it's, it's easier uh, to misunderstand. And I think, yeah, those things happened um, more in the beginning and towards, you know, as time went by, I think I, I got slightly better at it. Um, but at the same time, I, I, I'm realizing, you know, is it, is it, um, is it just because they are from different countries? Um, like, um, you know, like the cultural differences are real, but then are they really bigger than sometimes like individual differences or, you know, political differences within a country? Like, I think more and more I'm realizing, no, like it's actually, you know, like when, you, when I think about me and my wife, you know, like how different we are, like it's, it's even so much more intensely different and challenging sometimes. And I think we have this kind of assumption that, oh, like people from other countries are so different, you know? And um, so it's, it's, it's at the end of the day, it's, it's like, they're the same people, you know, they're, they're basically, we have so much more in common than, than the differences. So um, I think that kind of approach that we can always learn and listen to them and learn to do things together. Just think about how you learn to do things together with your wife, with your family, you know, like it, it requires tremendous energy, um, but it's worth it. So yeah, maybe that story I could share. That's, yeah, that's incredibly helpful, Andrew. Um, I love that. I find that very refreshing, that take. Um, yeah, yeah, our society has a lot of, um, there's been a lot of talk about politics and race, you know, and culture in Canada and the States recently, and very, um, um, for very good reason, you know, uh, these are real, real dynamics and problems, but I, I completely agree with you. This is a, this is a human thing, and that's a really refreshing and good mm. reminder, I think, for all of us in our different contexts to remember, um, mm. yeah, personalities, uh, gendered, right? Like even just male, female, like it's just, it yeah. can be hilarious sometimes, like mm -hmm. the way two different people can come at the same exact thing. And 
Of course, yeah. there's a richness to that too, I guess, right? I mean, that's that's the beauty of the diversity and, and yeah. fullness of the gospel. Yeah, for sure. So one question Jessica had had for for you is, um, you know, amidst all of these different cultural and, and interpersonal relational dynamics, um, mm-hmm. that's that can be pretty demanding. And it sounds like it's been demanding too in what you shared. And uh, so what are some of the practices that you have to stay grounded um, amidst uh, a challenging and diverse environment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, when I think about this question, actually, I, I can't think of anything that's like, special or that anything that's different uh, because it's uh, intercultural uh, work. I think it's just the same faith practices that I would do in any circumstances, you know, reading the Bible in the morning and praying, um, reminding me of the gospel, you know, walking <laughs> in my neighborhood and listening to a passage of the Bible. I use this app and, and it, it reads, um, uh, Bible passage in different voices and different translations of the Bible. So, oh, and then yeah. I just, I just um, set it as repeat and randomly, you know, changing translations and it really um, helps in meditating um, that passage. And what's the yeah, name of that app? It's called dwell. Right on. That sounds yeah. very helpful. <laughs> it's amazing. So yeah, just listening to Bible passage, talking and listening to God. Um, so, so yeah, I think it's just, there's no kind of special faith practice for intercultural work um, for me, I don't think. It's just, I think, reminding me of the gospel. And, you know, it's not to minimize the cultural differences, but, you know, to, to remember that the gospel of Jesus Christ is the best tool to navigate through cultural differences or intercultural work. Mm. Right. So, um, yeah. So I think that, Oh, that, that's a, that's such a good insight. I wonder if you can tell say more about why that, why you think that is. So why is it that the gospel of Jesus Christ is the best tool that we have to navigate cultural difference and personal difference? Yeah. I, I think it's, um, I think actually like, you know, when, when we talked with Jessica, I think she kind of, you know, gave us some questions that, that, that I could address. And one of them was, um, you know, the, I think, I think she said, given Christian worship is cultural and countercultural and transcultural, mm-hmm. you know, how do I navigate that as a missionary? I think that's, mm-hmm. that's related to that. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought of, um, in a way, you know, and I mentioned a little bit, but it's really like, I think marriage, you know, when you navigate through marriage or any kind of kind of really intimate relationship, um, like, you know, it's, it's what you need is the gospel, right? Like um, God called us to, to love our spouses. So, you know, like, loving my wife for who she is and you know understanding the culture that she she's grown up and um keep you know learning who she is and how she's differently shaped in you know by her, the cultures around her and affirming her gifts and you know um her strength and her journey like that's 
culture, right? Like understanding our culture. Um, and then also at the same time, like joining God's, God's work of restoration, like God's work of transforming her, sanctifying her. Um, sometimes, you know, speaking the truth in love and like earning the trust to be able to, to mm. speak the truth, um, which means I think like bearing the cost of her brokenness sometimes um, and doing it for each other. Um, and, you know, like um, kind of addressing sometimes, yeah, joining God's, God's work of transformation in her, um, that I think is like countercultural work. Um, and then also constantly, you know, pointing each other to, 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 to God um, and, you know, to the beauty and the truth and love of God and inviting each other to worship only him, um, you know, casting the idols of each other, like that's transcultural kind of, I think. And in that sense, I think, you know, marriage and, you know, the intercultural ministry is not very different. The principles are the same. Mm. And, you know, it's um, marriage and any, any kind of other intimate relationships are, can be even, you know, much more intense, but the, the basic principle of the gospel uh, is the same, I think, you know, addressing the, the cultural and trans, the, the countercultural and transcultural aspects of it. So, yeah, that's, that's, I think that's what I mean. I don't know if this is, um, I don't know if I, um, explained it well but no I think I think that's fantastic Andrew I, yeah it, it, it that it was a great question from Jessica and um, mm -hmm. and a good way to kind of walk us through that like the absolutely the the cultural transcultural and countercultural aspects of the the of of um, the gospel are all there right in a marriage and I think that's a fantastic metaphor actually and it's the one that uh that Paul uses actually to explain the gospel in Ephesians, right? That the marriage mm -hmm. is the metaphor of Christ loving the church and it contains all of those components. So yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think that's, I think that's excellent and, uh, and very, very helpful. Mm -hmm. um, so my, my last question um, for you and for, for us um, in this episode is I, I often like to give people at the end of our interview, a chance to um, gift the, BC Christian Reformed Churches with anything. And so, so just this could be, you know, in your experience, and especially with your, with your um, experience of different cultures, Korean, American, and now Canadian, um, I think you probably have a different vantage point than a lot of people um, who've maybe just grown up uh, Canadian or Dutch Canadian. And so I wonder if, if in your experience, you have um, in our chat, there's already been a number of gifts, but I wonder if there's anything that you'd like to highlight or emphasize or offer um, to us to think about. Um, yeah, as you from from your perspective. Yeah, um, yeah, I think there's there there are many things that I I can think of, but I um, after having gone through, you know, a little experience of uh, international student ministry, I, I came to this kind of little conclusion that uh, one, of the, one of the most helpful things that 
the local churches can do is inviting them home, you know, inviting them, inviting international students or, you know, international you know, people with international backgrounds, immigrants to, to your homes. And that is a very rare thing for international students. Like they, you know, over their, their course of their life in Canada, like that rarely ever happens. But I've seen so many great uh, fruit, um, you know, coming out of that kind of experience. What we, um, in my ministry, what we've been always trying to do, like every Christmas, Easter, and Thanksgiving, is to match uh, local church volunteers to students, and then hosting these amazing, you know, cozy family Christmas dinner or you know Thanksgiving dinner. And when when students are invited like that, they really really remember that, like they remember it forever. And that, um, they, yeah, they really feel the love of God and um, a relationship that started with that kind of experience, it goes a long way. And from there, you can, um, you know, support international students and invite them to the church and introduce the gospel and help them to be rooted in the local church. Because I think, you know, you can do so many different events and reach out, you know, efforts and all that, but, which is, which is very important. But what, like, once you invite those students and they come to your church, I think another question to ask is, is our church ready to receive them? If they really come, will they feel welcome? Will they feel comfortable enough to stay? Like, are, you know, will they be invited into the ministry of the church? Will they invite, be invited into, you know, the leadership roles or the life of the church? Or, you know, will, will we are we ready to really do life together with them as part of the society, as part of, you know, our, our, you know, family and God. So I really want, always want to kind of stress that. And it's, it's, you know, it's not easy, you know, even for my life, I try as much as possible, but, um, and sometimes you learn from them, right. How to do, how to do community. You know, like some of the, these international students, they really come from this rich community experience, uh, which we sometimes lack in North America. So there's so much to learn from them and also different, you know, emphases of the church, you know, the theological emphases, the spiritual gifts. There's so much that we can learn. So I really think um, as much as they need us, like we need them you know, to, to become the church that, that God intended us to be. So, yeah, that's, that's what I want to say. You know, anytime I, I have a, I have a chance to, uh, to talk about this kind of um, matter. And maybe one more thing I would like to add is um, why do we create community? Like, you know, we, Sometimes when we think about creating communities or even like small group ministry or missionary communities or whatever you might call them, um, sometimes people, including myself, don't feel the need to do that because we already have enough communities. Like I have family and I have my church family. That's enough. But I think, are we creating communities only for us or or also for those who don't have those basic communities, like those who don't have family, 
those who are feeling like really lonely in our neighborhood. And I've been one, you know, as, as an international student, I really felt the lack of community, you know, my more than half of my life. So when, when, you know, group of people come together to create communities, it really, it's not only for them, but it's, it really helps other people who lack those basic communities to come uh, and, and, and experience and, and receive those blessings, right? So I really want to um, invite and encourage and challenge, uh, you know, CRC churches and including myself. And even when I go to Korea, like I want to keep, you know, challenging myself to, to remember that, that we need to keep creating, creating communities. I think God has called us to do that um, as much as, as, you know, it's possible. Like, you know, like God, I think God's principle is, is, is that his blessings flow from um, those with abundance to those in lack, right? So if you have community, then all the more you're called to create more, to create, you know, just come together with, you know, a couple more families and start meeting and invite, you know, a person who might have that basic community. Uh, I think that really has to be part of reaching out to international students or forever in the community that has to go hand in hand. Um, if you just reach out without working on your own, you know, communities, they, even if they come, they can't stay. Like it's, it's hard. So yeah, that's why I wanted to share, I guess. Oh man, that, that is, that is so helpful, Andrew. And, um, a really good encouragement. I see that, um, how, how far that encouragement would go in my own church, um, here in Chilliwack. Um, and I can just only imagine how relevant that would be to, uh, to international student populations and, um, yeah, the people in our midst that are lonely, all of those things would go so far, Mm-hmm. And, and, and your, your point about how that will in turn change us and that it may be costly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're kind of hinting at that or highlighting that, you know, it's, it's not always easy, but boy, will that be worth it? And, and that the gospel always goes two directions. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, uh, I think of that verse in James where he says, you know, the rich should delight in their lowly position and the poor should delight in their high position. Like the gospel flips all of our social categories upside down and um Mm. so yeah there's a wealth of goodness that um people that often get overlooked can bring that um oh that your your encouragement just is filling me with um inspiration for so i really appreciate that and i and i hope our our listeners hear that and take that to heart and maybe maybe we can put a little challenge at the end of this um, you know, following your, your reminder, um, if you're listening to this, think about that, consider mm. inviting someone over that you wouldn't necessarily instinctively think to invite over for dinner, mm-hmm. uh, go out, take that little step out. Cause, cause that could make a world of difference. I, uh, yeah, I'm very moved by that Andrew. Well, conversation just flew by this, uh, chat and I'm so grateful for it. Um, Yeah. And, and just want to say thank you so much for being on the, sh- on the program, for um, sharing your heart um, mm. with us, for international students, and just your heart for the gospel and for Christ and for, for culture with us. Um, and I also want to wish you and your wife all the best 
um, as you move back to Korea and you are apparently expecting as well. Yeah. Um, so how, how exciting, what a, what a time of transition this will be. Um, so, yeah. so we, I, and hopefully our listeners as well, will be keeping you in our prayers as you make that transition as well. Um, thanks again, thank Andrew, so for your time and, uh, for being on the program. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Eric. You bet. Lay down all your burdens, brother, lay them on the ground. There is no more reason to be bearing them around. On the show today, you heard Andrew Lee. Thanks so much for our chat again, Andrew, and all the best in Korea. For all your other One Life curation needs, including events, links, and information, you can go to crconelife.ca. And also consider subscribing to the newsletter. Thanks for listening. Share with me your